Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, not much going on around the Lakers, a lot going on in my mentions. And so I'm going to talk definitively, once and for all, why I care so much about guys playing in Summer League. Let's start with disclaimers. One, I don't think that playing or not playing in Summer League is going to definitively offer up any kind of a declaration on what a player is going to be capable of from that point forward. Secondly, while I don't think that the decision to play or not play in Summer League um, will offer up any kind of a declaration on what that player is going to do in their career, I do think there are some instances where we can learn where that career might be going. If you play multiple years in the Summer League and you don't fare particularly well or you don't improve in that setting, you probably are going to struggle in the NBA. If you show up the one year and you noticeably improve the second year, that gives you a decent shot at looking like you're going to be pretty good in the NBA. And if you look like you don't belong in Summer League at all because you're too good, that gives you a decent shot. Not, you know, there's still the Kyle Knox situation. Not going to say that it's 100% sure that looking like you're way too good for Summer League means that you will be any kind of a player in the NBA, but it gives you a shot at being an NBA. I don't think there are there are very many players who have had successful careers who did not look at some point like they were too good for the summer league if they ever if they ever played in it. So all that said, I'm not watching summer league for some grandiose statement on what a player is going to do. I do think there's a baseline for how this thing might go down. And as I'll talk about here in a second, I just like watching guys in different settings over the course of their career. First and foremost, what I'm looking for from guys in Summer League is that that gene for enjoying competition. Going out there, and even if it isn't, even if, if the game doesn't necessarily mean anything, even if there's nothing particularly on the line for a player who is hoping to be an established NBA player, I want to go out, I want to see a player who, even given the stakes, cares. Cares enough to go out there and kick some ass. And, and cares enough to not be okay with getting their ass kicked. That's the first thing I'm looking for, is that competition gene. Because again, in the dog-eat-dog world of the NBA, you are not going anywhere if you aren't willing to compete. And what I get a little nervous about with all of with how okay it's becoming for guys to just kind of skip out on summer league, I I do think that we're kind of telling these guys even at, at, at the very least at this level, yeah, it's fine, don't compete, it's cool. And I'm not I maybe I'm old, I know I'm old, but that's not something I'm cool with with being okay with is yeah, it's fine to not compete. That's that's just. That's not how my brain works. And while Summer League is not some perfect apples-to-apples comparison for 
you know, how it's going to look at the next level. I do think that the athleticism is a step up from the college game. Uh, I do think that for a lot of guys out there, there are serious stakes, right? For a lot of those guys, for the vast majority of those participating in summer league, they're playing for their careers. And so you know that if you, if you kind of half-ass it out there even a little bit, you're gonna, it's going to stick out. And, and I think in the, there, there's, there's something to be gained in that setting. That's why we're seeing so many guys be successful coming from the G League and up to the NBA is because teams are realizing, oh, shit, those guys down there are really working their asses off. And if we can harness that, oh, my God, I am playing for my career type of attitude and combine it with obviously the necessary talent to play in the NBA, you can find some great players in that setting. And I think here in Summer League, it's kind of like the G League in that regard. That, yeah, sure. Am I watching the South Bay Lakers games at the on the edge of my seat uh, looking for the, the next Kobe? Of course not. But do I really enjoy watching guys play for their careers? Do I really enjoy that amount of give a bleep? Absolutely. And again, just like I said a second ago, Summer League, when the stakes aren't at their highest, is a great situation to see who cares despite that. We also get to see some guys establish habits, uh, especially guys who are going to be looking to have an impact on their parent teams, right? Uh, when I watch somebody who was drafted in the first round and and they consistently make the right play, even though that play might not put them in a situation to get the counting stat that sticks out to the scouts, that's something I enjoy watching because that tells me that even in this setting, and G League has a lot of this going on, even in this setting where guys are playing for their livelihoods and playing for their lives, not lives, but livelihoods, uh, it, it really says something that despite that, and even given that a lot of times what it comes down to in, in players' minds and in the league is how do those stats look? What do the counting stats look like? How did you shoot? Um, how many shots did you get up? All those things. Uh, even given that players are still willing to make the the right play, the the kind the winning play, that just sticks out. And 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 if you find a player who's willing to do those things and has NBA level skill sets, those guys tend to be pretty good. And now specifically for second year guys, guys who would be playing in the summer league for their second or third or in Dragon Bender's case seventeenth time. Um, for those players who are making their second appearance in Summer League, again, going back to the very beginning of this, I want to see that you look like you're too good to be out there. That That is always a, a pretty good starting point for me. Then I also want to see what kind of steps forward you're taking. Somebody like Austin Reeves isn't, ha- isn't going to have the opportunity to be on the ball much if he's playing with eventually Kyrie Irving, if he's playing with LeBron James, if he's playing even with like Taylor Horton Tucker. Like those guys are going to have the ball in their hands quite a bit. So that means I'm not going to be able to see what kind of creativity Austin Rees has on the ball. That would have been nice in this kind of a setting to see how Reeves fills that role and and the way that he approaches doing those kinds of things and those kinds of responsibilities. 
Um, with Reeves again specifically, did he bulk up? One of the things that really concerned me with with watching him play last year was how easily he got bumped off of his spot by bigger guys that he was good defar- <laughs> guarding, defarding, <laughs> uh, defending or guarding. I I really was hoping to see this summer. All right, did he? Did, can he hold his ground a little bit more? And that's a more Reeves specific thing. But for guys in their second years in summer league. Those are the things that you did. You get to see that that player's devotion to the game. If he looks in his second year in summer league the same way that he looked in his first year in summer league, that's a red flag because that tells me that player might not, maybe even probably not, um, didn't didn't spend the time on their game on their body that they needed to to be successful at that level. And again, that goes back to that competition gene where. If you really care about the game, if you really care uh, to be an impact player in the NBA, you have to you you have to be willing to compete. And if you look in your second year in summer league the same way that you looked in your first year in summer league, that is kind of a red flag to me that maybe you don't. <laughs> Lastly, and selfishly, and yet, you know, for those of you who are listening to this, what kind of matters to me here is that the quality of basketball is better when guys are in this who are hoping to make an impact in the NBA and are playing at a level that you know indicates that they're willing to compete. So if you have players who appear to be the future of these organizations and they're out there working their asses off, it's going to be good basketball, at least for, for those stretches while those guys are out there, especially if they're going head-to-head. Tonight, you know, we had uh, we had the opportunity to see Paolo Bancaro and Chet Holmgren go up against each other. Orlando decided to shut down Bancaro for the remainder of of uh, summer league after seeing him come up a little gimpy. And look, if he if his body isn't right, his body isn't right. It's not worth it. I agree completely. Um, but if he's just kind of dinged up, or if he was dinged up in that moment and was able to make a a, a decent recovery or a full recovery, then yeah, it. It's a bummer that I, as an NBA fan or other NBA fans out there, don't get to watch the the top pick in the draft and the number three pick in the draft go up against each other. That would have been fun, especially because I think they would have guarded each other. That would have been really, really fun. So at the end of the day, um, and, and by the way, for, for the purpose of the league and, and the health of the league, these guys were just drafted. They're still in the headlines. They their their fan bases are still very much invested in the guys that their team just drafted. Um, there's a good chance if you're playing for Orlando, you're not going to have this kind of a national stage again over the course of the season. Same maybe probably goes for Oklahoma City. Same probably goes for for Houston. So for the top three picks in this year's draft, the best chance maybe that we we have at seeing these guys on a national stage in in any kind of a setting is tonight or or could have been tonight. And and I think for the health of the league, that's something that these teams should be kind of invested in is, yeah, we want to show off. We want to show the confidence that we have in the guy that we just drafted. That's that's kind of what I'm looking for. Again, as a basketball fan, and, and I, I think a lot of times – when we talk about professional sports, that fandom gets kind of overlooked, and I don't think it should be. I, I, got, I got that off my chest. I feel better. 
that's going to do it for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown podcast here on the Silver Screen Roll Podcast Network. If you didn't already, go check out the episode that Harrison and I recorded uh, earlier today. Um, and then later today, the guys from Taco Tuesday are going to be recording. And then we will continue with the regularly scheduled uh, podcast feed again for the first time here in a little while in its entirety. So until then, I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one and calm down, Magic fans. Jeez. Enjoy Palo in your jersey while you can. Please like it.